Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, hello, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. Welcome once again to our time of prayer together and scripture reflection. I look forward to being with you each day to do this and uh, let us delve right into the presence of God and his word. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we lift up one another to you. We are not followers of you alone, all by ourselves in our own separate lane. We each have an individual relationship with you, but you form us into a community, the body of Christ, the true vine, the living temple. Lord, we thank you. And we ask you that today we might more deeply repent, that we might spur each other to repentance for our sins and spur each other to witness to your kingdom of life. Bless us in our pro-life work, bless us in all the work we do for you and help us understand your word more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, let's look at this reading from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus said to the crowd, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. I think that this gospel passage is better understood by many Christians this very day than for many decades. Because we are seeing an unprecedented persecution right in our midst. Right in our midst. Now, it's unbelievable to to see the extent, and we don't experience it every day. So we're surprised sometimes when we hear these statistics and we hear the fact that the Christianity is so persecuted all around the world. I mean, people who are believers literally uh, having their lives taken uh, from them, like we think about the early church and the persecutions in the early church. Well, the early church is today, and uh, religious persecution around the world is a much more deep reality than uh, we recognize because again it doesn't necessarily come to our doorstep but today in America it's coming to our doorstep I think of our friend Mark Houck we're going to be honoring him uh, in January at the prayer service in Washington DC I hope you can come with us that day the day of the March for Life and literally it came to his doorstep the FBI coming to his house one morning he had not committed any violence and here you got the, the, the Department of Justice coming down on him, the FBI. And brothers and sisters, it's because he's a follower of Jesus. 
He wouldn't have been doing what he was doing if he weren't a follower of Jesus. Jesus said, they will hate you because of me. And this day is coming. You notice how he talks about the family itself being divided. Parents, relatives, brothers handing you over, friends. So you've got the family being uh, divided because it's been infiltrated by this, this menacing evil. You know what the left, the woke culture, wants above all to destroy? The family. In order for their agenda to succeed, they need to capture the minds and hearts of the children. They need to divide families. That's why we see in California, for example, this bill that was, 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 uh, was, was passed. Now, the governor vetoed it, but how extreme can they be that children who would say that they are a different gender than what they were conceived with could go their own way and that the parents could not stop them, that the, literally that children could be taken from the family, protected from the parents. That's where we're at right now. What is, it this, what is the source of this? Why does the other side, and they've done so for decades, oppose parental involvement laws in regard to abortion, although we're, we're, we have the upper hand here because most states do have parental involvement laws if a minor wants to get an abortion, but why would the other side be, be opposed to that? Why would they be opposed to that? There's a, a, one of these constitutional amendments being introduced now in Virginia. Now, it's a multi-year process, and, and the legislature is involved. But nevertheless, it, it, would, it, it again, has no respect or no regard for parental rights. Why is that? The left, and they are anti-Christ, anti-gospel people, want to destroy the family. Remember how Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matter had on its website, then they removed it after public pressure came, but they had it explicitly there that part of their mission is to be against the nuclear family because it's too much of a stronghold for the, the profession of the gospel and education of children in the, in the gospel. It's too much of a problem for them. They want to atomize people. That's why these, these constitutional amendments that talk about the right to reproductive freedom, they don't use the word adult. Any adult has this right. They use the word individual. Hence, erasing any distinction between parent and child, adult or child. So it's here. I hope you've seen the movie Police State, because that is, and you can see it at policestatefilm.net. PoliceStateFilm.net. Dinesh D'Souza, Dan Bongino, I was with them in Mar-a-Lago a few weeks ago for a premiere screening of this, of this movie. Don't miss it. It is the evidence of this gospel passage coming true on American soil today. Because it is because of faith in Jesus. We at Priests for Life has, have filed a... Uh, Freedom of Information Act request with the government. You know, by law, they have to reveal certain information that you ask them for. And we asked, okay, what are you doing with this targeting of pro-life people, with this targeting of, of, of traditional Catholics, as some of these FBI memos uh, indicate? It's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? We want more information on 
whatever communi communications you're having among yourselves or even perhaps with the, these memos uh, from the FBI suggest the cooperation, and God help them, of some of the Catholic clergy and diocesan officials. I'm not surprised, but I want to know who these people are. Cooperation of these people with the FBI and spying on what they consider to be traditional Catholics dangerous to the freedom of the country. They are exactly the opposite is the case. So Jesus' words are coming true. What do we have to do? Very simple. Two words. Be faithful. That's it. The whole book of Revelation is about that. Persecution is coming. Hatred is coming against you. Be faithful. Persevere in trials. You can't stop the persecution from coming. Remember, this is one of the promises of Christ. You know, we pray in, our, in our, uh, uh, many of our prayers, uh, pray for us that we may be f f faithful to the uh, promises of Christ. That we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. Well, the promises of Christ, yes, include reconciliation, redemption, resurrection, but they also include rejection, persecution, crucifixion. We will be rejected. Why? Because we're no better than the Master. Jesus put it this way. He said, how, how can, if I, the Master, am being rejected, fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, if I'm being sent to the cross, abandoned. Remember the line in the Gospel about, in the Passion accounts, it says, they all deserted him and fled. They all deserted him and fled. Even the inner circle, the apostles, they all deserted him and fled. How many were standing at the cross on that first Good Friday? John, together with Mary and some of the women, but only one of the twelve. One, of course, had, had betrayed him altogether. And then, but they all did. They all, they all deserted If this is what happens to the master, how can the servant, how can the slave expect to be treated any better? If they hated me, they will hate you. Blessed are you when they do. Remember, it's one of the Beatitudes. But here's the other dimension of this reading that I want to comment on. Don't prepare your defense ahead of time. Now, some people misunderstand this verse to mean that you don't use your head. And, you know, some, of, some will even be tempted to apply it to, oh, I'm going to go give a speech or I'm or a student. I have to do this paper. Or I have to do this homework or I have to take this test. I'm not going to prepare. I'm just going to rely on the Holy Spirit to give me the answers at the, when the time comes. The Holy Spirit is going to give you a, a, a nudge in the conscience and say, why didn't you prepare? You knew you were going to have this test. No, we have to prepare on a natural human level. What Jesus is saying here, though, is the Holy Spirit is going to speak through us, but under what circumstances? Not as a substitute for our natural preparation that we're supposed to do when we have any task or obligation or duty, but indeed as a result of your faithfulness to Him all along. And it's the same thing is true of preaching, by the way, that Jesus is talking about here in terms of giving testimony when you are brought before the secular world. You speak what is already overflowing in your heart. One of the traditional definitions of preaching is that you relay to others the things you have contemplated. And what I'm saying is not just that you've contemplated them, you've lived them. You've experienced them so that even if there weren't any natural preparation, 
If you were hauled right now unexpectedly before uh, a secular power, a judge, a governor, or whatever, a king, and he, he said to you, why are you serving this Christ? What Jesus is getting at here is, there's no need for preparation of a response from somebody who has the Holy Spirit in them already, has been living. The reason that you can say to anyone at any time, without any warning, who Christ is and why you are faithful to Him, is precisely because you've been answering that question for yourself every hour of every day for your entire Christian life. And for many of us, that's been our entire life. For others, we accepted Christ at a certain point in time, but whenever it started... Your relationship with Jesus is a real and loving and living relationship with the Holy Spirit teaching you every day. This is what Jesus is getting at here. You're coming before these authorities that are persecuting you. You are coming before them as a living temple of God. Of course the Holy Spirit is going to give you what to say because He's giving you at every hour of the day the intimate consolation of living life in Christ. You know what it's all about because that's how you're making your every decision. And that's why he also goes ahead and says, by your perseverance you will secure your lives. It is by the perseverance you've had up to now that you're going to be able to answer anybody who challenges you and it's by that same perseverance that you will save your lives. In other words, you will, you will, have, you will be saved. You'll have salvation, your eternal life. And not a hair on your head will be destroyed. Remembering, of course, those other words of Jesus. Every hair on your head has been counted. Not a sparrow falls to the ground without the Father noticing it. You are worth more than many sparrows. We can rejoice. We can not only have peace. We can rejoice. Living even in a police state. We've got to change that via these upcoming elections. But we can have peace and joy in our hearts because we know that no matter what power they launch against us, we will be faithful and we will be victorious. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for the perseverance in carrying our cross, in witnessing to the dignity of life, of standing against a weaponized government, Thank you for the perseverance we have in alerting and, and sounding the alarm before our fellow citizens and in changing things through our vote. Enable us, Lord Jesus, to better understand what is going on in our midst. Enable us to better witness to the truth of your gospel. Lord, we lift up the prayer intentions of everyone joining us right now. We ask you to show your love and mercy to us in the constant answering of our prayers. And Holy Spirit, give us the wisdom we need each day to make the decisions in our lives that are consistent with the gospel and that will show forth your glory. Remind us, as Jesus promised, O Holy Spirit, remind us of everything that he told us and speak through us the truth of the gospel of life. Let us now pray as he taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Continue in your courageous, effective pro-life work. Continue in your collaboration with us, and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.